On Brick by Brick, we speak with the people impacting and defining culture in modern Africa and the diaspora. This podcast is for everyone, but these stories are by us. Get to know us. So on the very first episode of Brick by Brick, we bring you Asa Asika. I don't know who is we. We is me. Anyways, I'm bringing you Asa Asika, who is David O's manager. David is arguably Africa's biggest star. He currently has the number nine and number 10 songs on the Billboard World Music Charts with Fall and Blow My Mind featuring Chris Brown. Asa has been in the industry for well over a decade now, even though he's pretty young. He started out about 12 years ago. And on this episode, we talk about everything. I have to confess that we recorded this in December of 2018. Um, So it was some time ago, but it's still super relevant. We talk about everything from advice to aspiring artists and music managers, what it means to play the long game in the music industry. We talk about Nigeria and navigating the country, um, what it's like when international music labels try to come in and capitalize off of local talent, um, how difficult it is for international labels to work in the Nigerian and in the African markets. Um, We touch on his big, his biggest and most important advice for people who want to work in this industry and people who want to do good work in Nigeria, Um, the importance of being authentic, the importance of valuing yourself. We discuss how Asa structures his deals for David and for his um, artists in general. And then we talk about fun stuff. So we talk about Berna, who's got next in the industry, what happens when personal life meets the media, and obviously the future of Asa's company, which is called The Plug. We also mention a lot of super dope Nigerian artists who, if you haven't already heard of, you should definitely check out and Google. And the last thing I want to do is apologize for the audio on this. We recorded this in Asa's office, which had a lot of background noise. So I do apologize and we will definitely do better in the future. Without further ado, here's Asa. Asa, thank you for joining me today. Thanks Thanks for having me. How are you feeling? I'm tired, but we move. Right. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, okay, so let's just hop right into it. I want to talk about how you got your start. I know you started with your uncle, Obi, yeah. and Storm360 working, you know, different kinds of shows, working with um, LD, Sasha P, and HOC, etc., etc. So how'd you get into it? Um, so when I, when I was younger, I was really, really, really nerdy. So I was in school. I wanted to be an anthropologist. I had no idea. My uncle had, like, a record label. It was into entertainment or anything. Mm-hmm. And there was a group in our school back in the day called the Bonafide Crew mm-hmm. who wanted to get a record deal with Storm. So mm-hmm. they came to me and were like, oh. Yeah, they were like, oh, they want to um, get a record deal with my uncle's company. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'll talk to my uncle and I'll come back to you. So that's kind of like how I started like hanging out with my uncle a little bit because I was trying to like link him up with my uncle. Mm-hmm. And then I started throwing parties. So obviously throwing parties was like hand in hand with um, working with the label because I was then like promoting the music to like the younger guys and then I grew into like doing it for like clubs itself mm-hmm. and then over time I also got dragged into everything else. Yeah, so now where you stand, you stand as co-founder of The Plug, Yeah. which is what, like a management company? Do we call it a management company? So when we first started The Plug, we actually did not want to manage talents. Mm-hmm. Who's we, my, for those me, who don't know? So me and my partner, Bezo Sukoya, founded a company together in 2016 called The Plug. The reason we started the company was because Bizzle and I owned separate companies, but we ended up doing a lot of work together, so we just merged our companies. That's how The Plug was born. At that point in time, we didn't want to actually like fully manage artists, but then I actually enjoyed the management part of stuff, so by default, we 
drag that back in. So apart from um, actual talent management, which is what the only thing people think we do, we do our own events, we control other people's events, we do a booking agency, we do publishing, and we just started distribution, music distribution. So, and a few other things. So, um, good time, interesting times. There's a lot more we're trying to work on, but over time, we shall reveal more. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to talk just a bit about like the business end yeah. of things. So, I know like I've gone into partnerships with different people yeah. and the dope thing and also the frustrating thing about partnerships is that like, no, it's very rare that you're both 50-50 yeah. in terms of pulling your weight. Yeah. So there will be a time that like, you know, one person's on 80, the other person's on 20. Yeah, but probably. the good thing is like you can, you get to relax yeah. sometimes. But how do you guys sort of make sure that the par partnership, how do you embezzle, make sure the partnership is beneficial? How do you handle any disputes? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, funny. Funny, funny, funny reason example. Like, so Bizla and I are both leaders, so mm. so we kind of get along. So we we hardly have misunderstandings, and when we do have misunderstandings, it's kind of thing where like I'm a very what's the problem kind of person. Like if I sense something is wrong, or I'll be like, what's wrong? Yeah. And Bizla, so and then another thing is like I feel as if we're similar but not similar at the same time. I tell people all the time like I feel as if the reason our business works is because it's good cop bad cop. I'm the bad cop, he's a good cop. So I'm the one I'll be like. No, you can't do this. We will be going to be like, please, can we do this? Yeah. So it works out, and like, and like I said earlier about management and stuff. Like, I'm more of the management person. This is more of like a, on the event side and stuff like that. So it's the kind of thing where like everybody knows like what they, what they actually the go to guy for the respons responsible for. So like, how we have different departments, and the cool thing about us is like we're growing our business and team at the same time. So. At the moment, we have about 19 staff looking mm -hmm. into different departments. So, like, we have a distribution department. We have our own in-house in PR. We have our own videographers, photographers, graphic designers, web developers, road managers. So, the most important thing with business is, like, for me, is having a structure that works. Yeah. And I'm all about people being um, accountable for what they're doing and empowering the youth. So, everybody who works for us... I, we don't have any staff that is above the age of 26, not 27. That's discriminatory. No, racism. I, I don't think it no, is. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Because yeah. I'm old. All our staff are really, really young. Like, when we, when we were putting out the way we to employ people, people were sending in their CVs and all that stuff. And I was like, Misha, I'm not that kind of person. I don't care if you went to Cambridge or you didn't even go to uni. It was more about, like, what people said, how they sounded. Yeah. Like, like for me, like passion is one very, very, very important thing. You have to be passionate about what you what you want to do. So we've been lucky. Obviously, we do have disagreements, but we've been kind of lucky because I feel as if we built something unique, in the sense that we know how to, we know how to make it work. Basically. Yeah, I want to talk about managing staff because in Nigeria, particularly, that can be like the hardest right. thing. Trust me. Yeah, to in order to like scale your business, yeah. finding people that like you trust and finding people that you know will hold themselves Deliver. accountable even if you're not there. So yeah. how do you guys do, do you have like, do you fire people if it's not working? Do you, you know, especially since they're young, how yeah. does that work? I mean, any business, you definitely have to be able to fire people. Mm. We haven't had it, we, not, we have, for now, we haven't had a situation where we had to be like, oh, you know, you're messing up, you have to leave. It's yeah. more a thing of, cause, because we have young staff kind of thing, we manage expectations, we're trying to help grow people to be able to run their own businesses one day. So. We're patient, but everybody still does understand that they don't think it's a business. Because yeah. the outside world is just another business. It's not about, so oh, these guys are young guys. 
It's like, for example, our accountants, I'm always screaming at him. So, it's kind of, you know, Bizzle is like, don't mind doing it. It's just a little bit, but it's kind of thing where, like, he's the accountant. He's one of the most important. It's kind of thing, like, if something in the books isn't making sense or some, I'm like, why is this wrong? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? How much do we spend here? How much do we make? Why are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it comes from a good place. Because at the end of the day, we want him to be able to uh, one day do his own thing. Let's talk about uh, David. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, because you and David have had, have had sort of like an astronomical run. You have. I know my English is plenty. Yeah. But you have. So, you guys started, I think, in 2010. Yeah. Um, he blew up. Yeah. Dami Duro, song after song, blew yeah. up. You had a dispute, we'll yeah. call it. Um, you went your separate ways in 2013, and you came back together when? 20... December 2016, January 2017. So even in just like the last two years, things have been... Very good. Yeah. Do you have any like highlights from the past two years? You've won mad awards, you've done crazy shows, you've sold yeah. out. Yeah. Um, highlight for me in the last two years... Uh, probably... A few things went up. When I said Imagine David again, I was like, okay, I'm going to get you to this level. And, and there were certain awards he hadn't won, and I was like, I'm going to make sure you win these awards, mm -hmm. which were the BT, uh, not the BT, the, the Mobos mm -hmm. and the MTV European Music Award. Mm -hmm. So we now, so we didn't win one, we won two in the same year, and then we won the Mobos. And then, Light flex. Like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> of stuff, like, 2017 was actually an amazing year. Like, I don't, th I don't think it's, I hope it's possible, but I don't think it's possible to have that kind of year twice in your life. But yeah, show some show. But, but what was like? What was the strategy, or is there even a strategy in yeah. saying like, this is how we're going to grow your career, this yeah. is how we're going to make you more visible, Yeah, you know, this is how we want your music to be? So, if you notice when I started managing him again, we had this thing that we kept like saying back to basics. Mm. So David and I had, when I was managing before, David and I had a 10-year plan of how we're going to realize his career. And obviously when I stopped managing him, Things change. She got signed to Sony, so I was thinking about okay, let's go back to the plan mm. that I had before, mm. minus these years. And one of the things was like, okay, we're going to treat 2017 like a brand new artist. We're going to go. We're going to do everything where we did it back in the day. We're going to grind like you have no hit records. We're going to touch every part of the world that you have a fan base in. So we did 40. We did 43 cities. So I can't remember. It's 43 or 34, but we went. We did a whole lot. We did, we did eight places in Europe. We did like 15 African countries. And we did loads of states in America that I didn't even think we had. We went to like Ohio, Colorado, random places. Mm -hmm. But it was but the effect was, it was kind of thing where like, imagine every other day, you're waking up going on social media, seeing a David show in another city sold out. So, but, and we were, left, we were gone from Nigeria for like, four months, but then every day, in Nigeria, I was like, oh my God, did you see that David Ocean show? So when we got back to Nigeria in the last quarter, it was the kind of thing where like, we were just like, we're so proud of these guys, homecoming, had an over-epic show that mm. we couldn't even control due to the demand. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, I can't, there's not, if I had to choose one thing to highlight. There's not one. There, there, there are too many. Yeah. Like, so so, the, so this, the main thing was just grinding, like, as if he was he yeah. was coming from nowhere. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That that was, that was the main thing was just visibility, 
and just being everywhere. The rest is uh, goes with no say. Like me and David, like we have an we have a working understanding. Like certain things I don't question David about. The certain things he doesn't question me about. If I say to David, "We're going to give this video exclusive to Trace for one month," David will never say why. Mm. If I, I trust you, yeah. If if um, David brings a song to me, and I say I don't like this, he says, "Trust me, I've never been wrong," and it works. Like there are a few times when I've said, "David, this is not the one," and it didn't go the way when and it was like, okay, you were right. Or I did something. And that's the thing about it, like what we hold ourselves accountable, like, okay, this didn't work. Why didn't it work? Let's sit down and actually analyze it. So you're not afraid to fail. Right. No, and you learn you learn from it. I've failed a million times. I've still gonna fail a million times. Yeah. So um yeah, that's 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 impactful. Yeah. So um I wanna talk about with you you've had a long career. <laughs> you as long as young as you how old are you now? Twenty eight? Yeah, yeah. So you've had, but you've been working how many years now? Twelve. Officially, oh, on, on, well, unofficially twelve because I wasn't making money for like first three years. <laughs> so officially, I'd say like it's ten years next year. Okay, so yeah. like a decade. Yeah. So in that, you've managed people like NATO C, yeah. and now you manage somebody like David O. Yeah. What's the difference between because now NATO's at a different place in his career. Yeah. Um, you know, he might be at a place where he's doing like heritage projects like the, yeah. pro- the project he did in Murray Okanola Park, yeah. that concert that he, that festival that he yeah. threw. Um, what's the difference between managing somebody like NATO yeah. at his stage in his career versus somebody like David at the height of his yeah. career versus somebody like Obi? So, so one thing for me is that like, I always tell people like nobody's paths or careers are the same. Like yeah. what works for David might not work for Mario Kuhn. What works for Obi might not work for Parisi. So like so like it's kind of thing where we full time manage three artists and two DJs at the moment. And we Who are they for those who don't know? Um David O, Malcolm, Parisi, DJ Obi and Smalls DJ. Okay. And we feel as if uh no, we feel as if we, we make sure we like obviously like when you have a roster, having seven people helps benefit other people and stuff like that, that's natural, but then we try as much as possible to make everybody's stuff unique and everybody have a different plan. Mm. So it's the kind of thing where if uh, Nito's stage in his career, he's doing the plan, the, movie, the business model is that he only does 12 shows in a year, releases two songs. That's the point at which his career is at. David is at the peak of his career. Like next year, the, next year, one of the major focuses of David's career is how are we going to break into more regions without changing a sound because mm. clearly if they want the actual they want the David O that everybody else likes and that was the issue in the beginning with the Sony deal they were trying to change him mm. so I feel as if everybody's careers and stories and paths are different the most important thing is knowing your target audience like not everybody can have the same target audience not everybody can have the same mainstream success as a David O yeah. look at an artist like Bez or STC or DRB they have like like a niche crowd that is loyal and will grow with them. Like DRB just did their, it was ten years ten years as DRB we just did the, the concert. DRB haven't played a song as DRB in how long? But then it was still packed. SDC have their Palmine Fest tonight. Still gonna be packed. Like I saw people all the time. There's no point bears dragging for the same show as Terry G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So like respecting, understanding your lane. Yeah, yeah, and respecting your lane. Um, okay, let's talk about the industry a bit because I feel, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that the Nigerian music industry is almost more so like of a network than it is necessarily an industry. Yes. I don't know if we're there yes. yet. 
Um, so in music, I think you make the main places you make your money from are publishing, publishing touring. In Nigeria. That's what I'm saying. Okay. We, we haven't done oh, it yet. Yeah. So publishing, touring, and merchandise. Yeah. Those are the places that the money is. Yeah. Um, and we haven't learned how to capitalize on that. Yeah. Simultaneously, we have people like Universal coming in. We have Warner coming in. Um, so there's a lot of different oh, no. yeah oh, things no. happening. Universal dance. What is ones in Nigeria? The house comes. They're not really doing anything. I I, yeah. I tend to agree, yeah. um, but I think it's because nobody has cracked the business, so nobody can come in from abroad and tell us how to yeah, do that's, business that's that we haven't like, built yet. You can't come in someone else's region and want to do what you do in New York and Lagos. Yeah, that's not the way it works. And I feel as if obviously the, the things that we need to improve in Nigeria and the things we should do differently, but you have to be able to adapt to every market. Yeah, and I feel as if like that's one of the reasons why it will take a while before any major label is actually successful in the Nigerian market. And in terms of it, cause yeah, cause like publishing, there's no publishing in Nigeria. There's no. Some people are making money off of merchandise and touring now, but not create, touring. Yes, merchandise, minimal money. It's still down to performances and endorsement deals. So, so yeah. So how do you do you like? Do you see us learning how to make money from those things? Where yeah, do you see the industry? I'm still <laughs> <laughs> so making money from them, small, small. So. Like, I'm trying to build, like, my own tour circuits now, for example. So, like, one of the things I want to do next year is Davis Africa Run. I'm going to do all the shows myself. I'm not going to wait for anyone to call me and say, oh, I have 100K for David Wolf to come here. I'm literally going to do the shows myself. That way, if I get it right one time, I can do the same thing for all my clients. Like, next year, I want to break my crew in Africa properly. If I've done a David Wolf tour already, yeah, it's easy. Like, I know who to call and each one say, this, this guy, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do this. That's the way it works everywhere else in the world. It's pretty much, this is the project, product, we have the plan, press play. But in Nigeria, it's kind of thing with each project, you have to start from scratch. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to a point where it's no, it's like, it's not a major hurdle every time you start a new project. That's, because that's the reason. So we have to learn how to build yeah. ourselves. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why there hasn't really been like, you think about this, since like the Whiskey David era, there hasn't been a breakout artist. Think about this. There've been new artists that have popped off, but there's no, there's no. There hasn't been someone that's like, oh my god, this is the next guy. Like Burner Boy. Burner, yeah, like yeah. Burner's on top. Yeah, but Burner Boy is not a breakout artist. Yeah. But Burner Boy has just been consistent over a long period. He has. Of time. It's just like people are just now. It's the kind of thing where he's yeah. just getting. They're just putting respect on his name now. Yeah. And it's kind of thing where like he has to operate from outside back in. Burner Boy popped off abroad, and I just like, oh my god, they're playing Burner Boy song in London. Oh, that means it's cool. Oh, Burner Boy is the next guy. But at the end of the day, this guy has been pushing out. Yeah, it was not even a single of his album. But then, oh, they're playing on the radio in London. Oh, Bonaboy, Bonaboy, Bonaboy. That's how Nigerians, we're very, very fickle and fake in Nigeria. It's just more about, okay, they play us, they're playing this guy's stuff on, on the radio in London. Ah, he's a popping guy. Yeah. At the end of the day, which works. But in his case, I feel as if he just, he's an amazing artist, he's an amazing performer. He basically dots all the eyes and crosses all the teeth to me. It was just a thing of, Everybody's story is different. Some people have it takes some people five years, it takes some people one song, it takes some people in some people never get it right, but they're amazing artists. Mm. So it always it varies. But going back to my point, David O'Brenner Boy, Techno, Alamide, and a few other artists, Tia Savage. That's it's still ten to twelve guys controlling the whole industry. Yeah. Like I go into meetings abroad and all the one talk to me about is David and Whiskey and Mr. Easy. I'm like, you do realize that like hundred guys backstage every show that actually have good songs and stuff. But it's it's the same thing. It, it, it all boils down to 
the way the industry is run because from the outside world it's still the same oh we went to the rhythm of love in the day is there. I went to Whiskey Show whenever it's there. I went to Native Land. It's the same yeah, yeah it's the same yeah. like that's thing like and even with promoters, it's not completely promoters' fault. They book the same guys for every show. You go to like a certain company and end of your party this year was themed like some reggae dance hall thing. That was the theme for the party. Tell me why they are booking files. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. like like there's a lot of little little yeah. things. Like I'm not against files making his money. Like I'm not those are my guys. It's more of like you're doing a reggae dance hall theme party. Party ranking is alive, Burner exactly. Boy is alive, Sandra yeah. Morgan is alive, like there's enough for everybody, but we start thinking out of the box way more. I want to talk. So you you mentioned microphone. Yeah. Um. So talking passing the baton. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure people come to you all the time and ask you for help. Yeah. You know, listen to my single. Can you know all of this kind of? Yes. Can you put me on? Da, yeah. da da da. And um, I personally feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I personally feel like now with the internet, like put yourself on kind of thing, yeah. and you know, just build a bit of a foundation, of right? Sure. Um. But what can when people ask you for help, like, are you actually able to do anything? Like, what? Yeah. I mean, you can't help. The, like, yeah. I, one thing I try to do, and actually learned this thing from David, is actually try to look back and say, okay, I okay, this guy's in this position, I contributed to it. I, it actually makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So it's the kind of thing where, like, for example, Maracon's actual manager, Sam, if anybody actually knows me, Sam worked with me for ages and today he manages one of the hottest artists in Nigeria today. And, and he's doing really well. And he's doing really well. Yeah. And it's kind of thing where, like, with Mayo, and that's kind of thing where, like, I don't have to wake up thinking about Mayo. I know Sam has stuff on lock. And I look I look back and I'm like, okay, David and I did that. I don't know if they were able to put people in a position to plan for themselves. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing, even if I can't help every artist that gives me a CD, but like, outside David's house, there are mil- million people standing outside David's house every day thinking that, oh, just seeing David is going to change the I'm like, David cannot help all of you. So it's the kind of thing where like, everybody who's, for example, and I'm going to use David's label, DMW as an example, mm-hmm. everybody's who is involved in that label. The way we run the label is kind of thing where like, we do certain things for you and you have to run with it. We give you a platform to do this, how you do this and how you do this is your own. It's for example like, Peruzzi for example. Peruzzi yeah. is an amazing songwriter, minus being an artist. I say people a lot, if Nigeria was structured well, Peruzzi would not even need to be an artist. Peruzzi has, per, top 10 songs in Nigeria this year, Peruzzi probably wrote three and nobody knows about yeah. So it's the kind of thing where, you you owe, you have to help yourself. Like you can, so people can't help you all the time. Like I can be like, okay, this is my email address. Send me your song. I'll listen to it. How much time do I have to start listening to everybody's songs? Yeah. I have clients that actually I actually hold me accountable for stuff. So it's kind of thing. Like, if I hear a song, I think it's amazing. I'm gonna be like, guy, come, let's make money together. But I can't do that all the time. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where I feel as if yeah, you have to build to a certain extent, and then also you also have to. If you come to me and say, oh. I only listen to my music and tell me, oh, I already have 100,000 streams on SoundCloud or I have 50,000 followers. We're going to catch my attention. Like, yeah. do some work yourself. Like, Nigerians, we like to be spoon-fed and we're very self-entitled. So some people are just like, my song is mad, man. When they hear it, everything. So and I'm like, bro, it doesn't work that way. You know the saying, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Like, look at the Nigerian industry. It's a perfect example. Some of the most popping guys are not that talented, but they work their asses off. So it's kind of thing where Talent is never enough. And this is, um, and you can tell this to so many things. Like, I know producers, like, there's some producers that produce some songs in Nigeria, some of the biggest songs in Nigeria, nobody even knows who they are. Because mm. they feel as if, well, because they just put their tag in the song, and the song that was blowing, it's a rap. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Nigeria doesn't have publishing. As producers, 
you have to double your hustle. Same thing with artists, like, okay, you have one popping song, song is popping for Nigeria did digest music so fast, in two months song is gone, but nobody knows who you are. Back back to square one, what yeah. happens? So like we need to focus a lot more on like actually building brands more than just having hot songs. Mm-hmm. So many things like we can't talk all about it today. We'll do part two. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, you've had a bit of living your personal life like in the public. Yeah. Do you regret that? Is that something you would do again? Is I, it like? Mm, I don't really have regrets per se. Mm-hmm. I'm pers- I'm personally like I mean I mean everybody knows me. I don't really care. Yeah. If you want to put my life on Snapchat, you don't put my life on Snapchat. I won't do it personally, but like I don't really care. Okay. And you don't think it's affected your? But I think you know, fair enough. In Nigeria, I think that like, as long as you're doing your work. Nigeria, well, like trust me, I've been one of the most. I know for a fact between being starting from when I was young and like the way I've been portrayed, I've been one of the most judged people. uh, You think so? Yeah, I know for a fact. I know people that smile in my face, and I've seen screenshots of them chatting shit about me like asking about it like I don't care yeah. it's kind of thing where like where's the check let's keep it moving like I have people who are 45 trying to block deals I'm trying to do like it's been happening to me all my life I don't really care my one thing is can I have my bread let's move on to the next thing my one thing is I'm here to I'm here to succeed I'm more here to be your friend or come and be doing a bon, good afternoon and that's not really my style mm-hmm. yeah all right, so just wrapping up, do you have any advice for people who are like as- aspiring to work on the business end of music? Yes. You're going to get frustrated mm-hmm. many times. You're going to lose money. You're going to be called an idiot. You're, like, a lot of stuff is going to go wrong. Like, it's the kind of thing where if you want to... So the thing is, this business, is it's not short-term. It has to be long-term to make sense. So you have to be focused. You have to know what you want to do. You have to be ready to grind and due to the fact that we're in Nigeria you're probably gonna have to kiss ass for a while so that and then definitely definitely you succeed you have to be able to stay grounded and balance everything out I think being able to stay grounded is a very important thing like sometimes I catch myself doing stuff and I'm like I shouldn't have done that like mm-hmm. you're getting carried away why are you doing this stuff like that so but I, I think that's also a function of keeping good people around you to people who will check you. Yes. Yeah. And that's and yes, and that's another thing. In Nigeria, in the Nigerian music industry, there are so many yes men. So you have to be able to put yourself around people that will actually say, um, this is not like does not make sense. It's like for example, I was saying that about me and David. I can go to you and say, guy, this song is whack. And you can say to me, I don't like the way you release this release strategy is stupid. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why we've been able to get to where we are. Because Apart from me saying that, like, first you walk into the room and tell me, oh, this thing doesn't make sense, just like this. And there's no egos involved. It's kind of thing where, like, it's all, you have, to, you have to be able to manage that whole inferiority complex thing. Like, there's a lot of things, like, having good people around you is so important. Yeah. People, people being able to tell you, like, you're spending so much money. You know, I've spoken to the guy, this guy like that. So it's so important. And that's another reason why my partnership with Brazil is, I regard it so much because it's kind of thing where like I know I've been seeing scenarios where I've been like oh yeah Issa you need to calm down this doesn't make sense or Bizu why do you allow these guys to do this it's like, it's like, like it's very very important it's like surrounding yourself with the right people is very important yeah. I think that probably apart from working hard and staying humble I'll say people around you is so important like I've seen people finish themselves yeah. or not finish themselves like 
been finished because people around them were messing up. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Something something I wanted to ask you that I totally forgot about because I really respect you for putting really amazing sort of deals together for yeah. your clients. Yeah. I feel like you're always fighting for them for their bottom dollar, even against like the biggest corporations. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that? <laughs> so for example, like Put us on. David just signed a Hennessy deal. We negotiated the contract for fifteen months. Patience. Yeah, that's the that's the thing about it. Like, if you don't value yourself, you always get shortchanged. Like I so like. And this goes to like being working in this for a while. So like I know how much Nito got paid for his NSC deal years ago. Mm-hmm. I know how much other assets got paid a few years ago. And I'm like, first of all, my client has time to send these guys followers. He does this, he does that. So it's kind of thing. I'm like, if you want him, you're going to pay. So people might look at me and say, Why did David do, do this deal? But you never like for example, very good example, this year there's a certain assets who assigned two deals that we've turned down. And in my mind I'm like, bro. I know for a fact that you're not changing this. I'm like, how the hell? Because I know that in three months, I'm going to regret this deal. So, I believe in, like, entertainment is fixed to an extent, in the sense that, like, you have to make yourself look a certain way, but then you have to do with some sort of sense, in sense where, like, it's not always about, oh, let me just go on Instagram, new deal alerts. But meanwhile, the new deal alerts now, because you sign this deal, you can't do shows for this person and this person again, but those people give you six shows a year. So, like, it always has to make sense. Like, for example, I know, for example, I have a certain deal that I know that for the next three, four years, I'm sponsoring all Davis concerts in Lagos. So, I know that every December, I'm not running around looking for a bank to sponsor my shoe. I know that, okay, David has a Pepsi deal. I look at the market, I'm like, okay, this Davis Pepsi deal, I'm not losing any money. Are Coke going to do anything for me that make me regret having this Pepsi deal? Oh, Hennessy. Like, for example, I talk about the time, like, see, this Hennessy deal that David's just signed. I've been doing free promo for NEC for seven years. Yeah. So it's overdue money. And then the this kind of thing where David is already putting Hennessy in all his videos. He's Snapchatting, drinking Hennessy. So it's kind of thing where, like, it's a win for both of us. Yeah. I'm not going to have to call David and say, David, please, post the Hennessy yeah. button. So sorry, it's authentic. Yeah. So it's yeah. nothing about, and that's the thing about it. Once stuff is authentic, it's natural. Like, you don't have to fake. I don't have to call David and say, ah, David, eh, you can't do this anymore. You can't do it. Because he's with it. And that's the reason why it's turned down certain deals. Like, and we're talking to a different drink company. They offered us an amazing drink. And I said to David, I said, listen, let's not lie to ourselves. You don't drink this drink, first of all. We're going to go to a club. We're going to order drinks. I'm going to take a picture of you drinking your normal drink. We're going to get end up in court. Let's leave it. And I feel you need to be able to, able to know when to say no to certain checks. Like, it's not always about the money. Like, yes, we're all here to make money, but guys, apply brain. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, so where do you see the plug going? Next year. I mean, we're building, like I Next said... Next year, five years, ten years, what's the end goal? Um, we're, cu- we're currently negotiating a joint venture deal with a very big publishing company. So hopefully next... Hopefully, I pray to go next year, Sha. We'll be able to be, say that all our music is actually self-published. If that happens... That's money. Yeah. Exactly. Please don't forget us. Yeah. That's one thing. As you and, blow. Yeah, and then, like... I've been distributing music on the low for a while. Mm-hmm. But now, we actually... Now we've actually set up like the plug distribution company, so we started distributing our own music and content for loads of other people. So you have to hit certain levels to be able to do certain things. So we're building our catalogs at the moment. Um, that's good. Um, we're delving into tech. We're building a David O game, which is almost done. So wow. it should be out. It's an exclusive for you, actually. It should be out in hopefully like three, four months. That is going to be kind of epic. Like the game is very, very epic. That's uh, dope. Yeah. Uh, what else? 
some new clients, if there's some new talent that I'm really interested in working with, just still observing and going back and forth with them. Um, events like uh, we, so we have a, a monthly event, the Milan Block Party, that's doing really, really well. I wanna. That's monthly. Yeah, every oh, wow. last Sunday of the mm -hmm. month. Oh, I wanna grow my Okun's brand a lot next year. It's like he's fine in Nigeria now, so I wanna move him out of Nigeria. Peruzi build his brand more. Smalls um, build his brand more. Travel the Joby brand more. Like he had an amazing year, twenty eighteen. He DJed in some places that I never thought a Nigerian DJ would step into, which I'm really happy about. So. I'm really excited about Obi next year. So we're in conversations with a few big places about residencies and stuff like that. Wow. Hopefully, God willing, they click and I don't have to be in Lagos that much next year. But let's see, like a lot, a lot is happening. Like also, like we love into merchandise a lot. We're talking, we're speaking with one of our um, a company we do a lot of business with about doing a very big collaboration because they're trying to like market way more in Nigeria. So we've come up with a concept to do some stuff. Like, like a plug and somebody merchandise line because our merchandise has done quite well in a very subtle way without really being marketed. Um, and just for opening new markets, like David's getting a lot of traction in the Caribbean, so I'm working on him performing way more, uh, way more in the Caribbean. We've been lucky with the Caribbean, obviously, because we have an amazing relationship with Popcorn, who's like a god out there. It's helped us a lot. Shout out to them. I want to do Asia next year. Okay with David, more festivals, we're currently talking to quite a few festivals, some interesting festivals, should be epic, so, there's a lot, there's a lot happening, I just hope that we have the capacity to do all the things we want to do and do them the way we want to do them, and empower more youth, yeah, yeah, that's one, that's like our, such, that's like our little thing, that's one of our goals, to be able to say that, okay, last year we empowered 30, 40 years, like, because I don't know, they like, we all know the situation as a nation. There are no jobs. Guys go to school, come back, and they're making four hundred dollars a month. Like, so what's the point of going to med school for how long yeah. or going to law school? So that's my thing. Like, it's all tied to empowering people and looking back and being like, okay, yes, we did that. Like, I'm not here for one week of praise. I want I want to be able to look back and people say, okay, yeah, the plug. If they were here for forty years, they did this, they did yeah. that. That's made my real thing. Impact. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my thing, because I pride myself on what people think about, not necessarily me, but my brand and like my work. I don't care if you think I'm a dickhead or I, mean, I talk too much or I'm a snob. I don't really care. But what my what, what my work speaks about me is the most important thing. Like I rather refund the clients all his money than be, him being able to say that. I, these guys didn't do this thing properly. Yeah. That, that's that's because I've been in scenarios where I've been. It's things that happen. So it's kind of thing where I've experienced and growth has put me in a place where I'm just like, okay, we're gonna do this. and I'm gonna do it properly. Dope. I think that's a good place to end. Do you have any yeah. last words for the people? Thank you for having me. Stay plugged up. <laughs> <laughs> where can yeah. people check you guys out online? Plug the website's plugng.com. That's pretty much everywhere. All right, cool. Thank you, Asa. Thanks for your Thanks, time today. And that's a wrap on our very first episode. If you enjoyed this episode, and I know you did because you're still here, do please support. There are three ways that you can do that. Share the link wherever you listen to podcasts. Share it out to your friends and your network. Um, number two, you can hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And last but not least, leave a review or rating as it definitely helps people that are searching for Brick by Brick to find us easier. 
Thank you once again. I appreciate you guys. See you next time. Stay blessed.